0: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to the Riggo's Rag podcast. Ian Cummings here. Last time we were on, it was Connor Forrest and Jacob Kamek, the partners in crime, talking about the NFC East coaching hires, um, Mike McCarthy, Joe Judge, and Ron Rivera. So if you want to check that out, that's on the site. It's been linked in a few articles. Today, we got Nathan Britton on one of the inaugural, one of the founders of the podcast network here at Riggo's Rag. And uh, we're here to talk about well, actually, a lot of stuff, really. We can think of it as a 2020 NFL draft primer. Now, I haven't had time to look at a ton of prospects in great depth, and I don't think Nathan has either. We're really just going to talk about the subjects, you know, the hot topics, and, and go from there and just kind of cover all the bases. And then as the offseason progresses, you know, we still got free agency to go to, so we got to talk about that. But uh, with the NCAA championship in the rearview mirror, uh, we feel like now is a good time to talk about that. Uh, but first off, Nathan, it's been a while, man. How you doing?
1: Doing well. How you doing? It feels good to be back on.
0: Every time I have you on, it's like, man, I haven't had him on forever, man. But it's just like you—you.
1: It's tough. I, I hog the mic time. I know. I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we, we get on Nathan's case. It's like, all right, you gotta, all right, time to wrap it up, man. <laughs> and, and we'll be talking afterwards, and he's like, yeah, I knew I was going long, but I had to, I had to wrap it up. I had to wrap that S- point. So, up,
1: so many opinions.
0: I know, dude. It, it sucks that we only have thirty minutes every time, but uh, you know, you got it, it keeps us. It keeps us honest, I guess. You know, it keeps us on track. So that's one way to look at it. Uh, but we're just gonna get right into it. And since it's two of us, we'll be able to talk about stuff for longer. Um, the N the NCA Championship happened, and uh, there were a lot of prospects. If you guys want to check out some prospects from that game that maybe the Redskins could be interested in, I wrote an article on it a topic that really got hot for a few days and some people like won't even entertain the conversation but I know Nathan is very interested in entertaining it in fact he might piss some people off here with these, with these hot takes but um Joe Burrow really took the NCA by storm this year didn't he I mean 60 touchdowns 6 interceptions you know I could play NCA football 14 on freshman difficulty and I I still wouldn't put up those stats and he was doing this in in real life IRL against SEC defenses I mean that's just crazy. Now, he had a lot of help. Um, maybe we'll talk about that. But um, the fact of the matter is, Joe Burrow is lo- the likely number one overall pick. I'd say there's like a .05% chance that the Bengals don't pick him. But if they didn't pick him, if he fell to number two somehow, Nathan, are you picking him up? Are you picking Rodway Joe?
1: Absolutely. I think when you look at what Haskins did last year coming into the draft, I think we all kind of saw him as – He's good, the 50 touchdowns, low interceptions at Ohio State, the Big Ten. We looked at Dwayne Haskins and said, you know, this guy's going to come in. He has the chance to be a great franchise quarterback, but he's going to need some seasoning. He's, a, he's more of a project. With Joe Burrow, I think the consensus is he's way more pro-ready, and he's doing it against the tough Alabama teams, the, the Georgias. Uh, he just demolished Clemson, the number one scoring defense in the nation, with, with relative ease. They, they got to him early. It kind of took him a little bit to get going, but once he started going, they couldn't slow him down. So with all due respect to Haskins, I'm not calling him a bust. I know a lot of people are kind of making their minds up after, what, four starts, five starts. It's, it's not fair to him, but at the same time, it's the the NFL, what have you done for me lately? And Dwayne Haskins was a guy that it took a while to get going. There was a lot of concerns about his character, his work habits. if he, If he could just simply do it, quite frankly, and as he got better, as he went along, a lot of that was linked to Kevin O'Connell having more control but with the Jets game. I know there was there was a lot of reports coming out that the coaching staff was shocked, kind of taken aback at how long it took Dwayne Haskins to learn the offense and how he was still so unfamiliar that they didn't feel comfortable starting him. So fast forward to this year, he's going to learn another new offense. That's going to be three offenses in three years, a whole new staff. Ron Rivera was noncommittal at the press conference. Part of me thinks that that's just coaches speak. You know, Everybody's got to earn their spot. Nothing's given to anybody. But we saw with um, Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury that, you know, you can come in and, and a regime change could get through you real quick. So I think that Joe Burrow is, is a can't-miss prospect. I think that he's going to be a, a smash hit in the NFL. I think he's going to win some MVPs uh, along the way. Um, you know, I never want to predict Hall of Fame or Super Bowl, but I think he's got that kind of potential. And I think that if the regime says, you know, this guy is – legit and there's some questions about Haskins I think you you got to do what you got to do it, it's it's tough it's not fair to Dwayne Haskins to give up on after one year but it is what it is
0: yeah okay yeah you know I I didn't expect you to just say absolutely right off the bat I was expecting like a little buffer for fans there say, no, it's like no absolutely oh okay okay I'm, I'm mistaken yeah no well, I I look
1: at it like this Ian if <laughs> so Dwayne Haskins is who he is now he's ready right you know well Dwayne Haskins you know free agency comes, and Drew Brees says, I don't want to play here with the Washington Redskins. Or, or you know, would you bring Drew Brees in? I
0: mean, you know,
1: I'll, I'll, <laughs> it, it's it's not the same, because if we're comparing uh, Joe Burrow to a Hall of Famer, but it, it's like, if there's a guy that you feel is the guy and the can't-miss guy, you gotta do it. And and Dwayne Haskins, maybe in that building, they do feel is the guy, and if Joe Burrow falls to they they're saying, we, we gotta trade out of this and get a King's ransom. Look at what the Bears gave up to move up one spot to get Trubisky.
0: Hmm. I I was kind of leaning towards the camp of the year. I wasn't leaning towards it. I would say I was like I'm fifty 50-50. This was when I was watching the NCAA Championship and going like, okay, Burroughs, legit, you know. But I, you know, I I've kind of regressed back the other way the past few days, going back to Haskins. Um, and, and you know, here's the reason for that. First off. Um, I write for Pro Football Network too, and I had to do a draft profile for Joe Burrow, or I chose to do it, and he's he's the only prospect in this entire draft class that I've watched like a few games of. And I'm very high on him, much like you are. I think he'll he should be the number one overall pick for the Bengals. But I also think, you know, you'll look at what the other Joe, Joe Brady, the L S U offensive coordinator, yeah. did for him to like make him successful, he was very integral in burrow's success and so were his receivers at lsu and i'm not saying that burrow didn't contribute either you know like he has elite competitive toughness i think really good pre-snap he has the athleticism you know to really he, he really fits the modern game in terms of play actions and bootlegs and stuff like that and movement moving the quarterback to make him comfortable and he's ultimately got that competitive fire that players can rally around but if Joe Brady could make Burrow successful, I think you look at Haskins, I see better arm strength with Haskins. Burrow's arm strength is, like, average, you know? Like, he, there's certain areas of the field that are harder for him to hit. And also, there were some times where maybe he didn't see the safety coming over, um, especially on out routes outside the hashes down the field. So I feel like that could be an issue. It's a pretty specific, but... You know, you you pull it back, make it a little more broad. I I see some physical limitations with Burrow and Haskins. I feel like they're kind of opposites. I feel like Burrow is a better athlete than Haskins is, but Haskins has better arm talent than Burrow. And I think, you know, if you can put together a coaching staff to make Burrow successful, there's no reason you can't do that for Haskins.
1: Absolutely, and and I agree completely. I think what Joe Brady did was he brought that Saints pro style offense into LSU and kind of saw – you kind of saw Joe Burrow thrive. One thing people want to point out is how Joe Burrow, when he first got to LSU, uh, he didn't have that great of year. We all kind of just gloss over the fact, I'm an LSU fan. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm diehard. I can't name every player that's ever played there. But I've watched enough games to know that offense up until this year was prehistoric. I mean, they, they were the definition of ground and pound, run the ball. Bill Callahan would have, would have been head over heels uh, at LSU with their offense because all they did, they wanted to run the ball, and just just pound it between the tackles and then switch it up and give it to a faster guy and get it outside with very little passing. Joe Brady brings this this NFL style offense and Joe Burrow takes off. Now, going to what you're saying, I I agree with you. I I look at in terms of kind of loose comps, I look at um, Joe Burrow kinda as Aaron Rodgers, the guy that he's going to to be able he has that mobility, that sneaky mobility, athleticism, but he's also going to be able to stand the pocket, make the throws. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but he's accurate. He knows where he wants to go with the ball. He's able to read defenses, and he's going to be able to move around and kind of extend plays. With Haskins, we've seen that he's a better athlete than we originally thought when he came out. He's still more of that kind of statuesque quarterback in the pocket where he can get out and move if he needs to. He can kind of extend plays. He can go and get six, seven yards for a first down, but that's not what he's going to major in, where I feel like Joe Burrow is going to have a little bit more of that to his game of the pros. So I, I think any quarterback you can build an offense for. And that's why personally I think Joe Burrow going to uh, Cincinnati is a match made in heaven. Yeah. Kind of that Zach Taylor coming from Sean McVay, coming from Kyle Shanahan, coming from Mike Shanahan kind of style offense that's really lets quarterbacks thrive. So I, I do agree with you that you could build a, uh, an offense around kind of any quarterback you have. Yeah, yeah. To me, I just think that with today's NFL having that athlete, a quarterback, is, is, is huge. And I – You know, he's just overall as a player right now, I think coming to the NFL, he's better than Dwayne Haskins. Maybe the potential isn't high. Maybe Dwayne Haskins could be that 50 touchdown kind of huge arm guy, but we have yet to see anything that shows that he has that potential.
0: Yeah, no, I I can see that. I think think the conversation is worth having for sure. Me personally, if, if Burrow gets passed off by the Bengals, I am taking the picks, trading back and giving Haskins a team that he can succeed with, you know, because that's a ton of ammunition, you know. So mm-hmm. that that's a really tantalizing prospect. But we've already spent 11 minutes on this, and let's be honest, there's like a .05% 0. <laughs> 0. chance of that happening. I mean, exactly Burrow, exactly. Burrow is basically in Sharpie to the Cincinnati Bengals right now. And then you look at who the Redskins have to choose from next up, it looks like Chase Young, right? I mean, let's talk about Chase Young because this looks like – you know, first off, Chase Young a player, and then let's talk about what would it take for you to trade back as opposed to getting Chase Young. Do you think he's everything he's hyped up, up to be? Personally, me, I I'm pretty close to that. I haven't watched him in film. I hope to do that soon. But um everything I've heard is that athletically he's almost transcendent and then he's also got the the um you know technical prowess to couple with this. So what what what's your take there? I know a lot of people too have been banking on Ryan Kerrigan getting back to form next year, but I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, and I, you said Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati with in Sharpie, you can go ahead and keep the the cap off the Sharpie because I think <laughs> no matter what we want to discuss here, you know, Chase Young is the pick for the Redskins, and I, I think that's a that's you know one of those can't miss picks. I think he does have the potential to be a Von Miller, J.J. Watt defensive player of the year you know, sack leader type guy, something that we really haven't seen in Washington in any position, kind of that just dominating all pro presence aside from Trent Williams, who hasn't really gotten those all pros. And, you know, we can debate that another time, whether he deserves those or not. But yeah, I think that this guy comes in and, and he's, an, he's automatically the best player in your in defense. I think he opens everything up. Um, I think he makes your corners better because he's, he's going to move the pocket, get these quarterbacks to have to throw the ball quicker and make poor decisions. I think he's, going to stuff the run he's going to allow those interior guys to get free because there's he's going to require double teams a lot of people love to bring up how he didn't have an impact against clemson because he was facing double teams all night so yeah him coming here is is great I, I you mentioned ryan karen get back to form i don't i don't see that happening either but i do think maybe he can get back to being closer to 10 sacks if he can stay healthy and having that in the rotation is, is awesome for especially for a young guy like chase young because you know they're going to run him, run him, run him, and have him out there the majority of the time. So having Kerrigan be fresh and be himself is going to give them more confident, more – they're going to be more comfortable taking Chase Young off, give him a couple plays off, and kind of keep this rotation really fresh and keep attacking these offenses. Because with what the hires that we made in the coaching staff and bringing in Jack Darío, we can see that the defense is going to be the strength of this team and bringing in a guy like – who can be your Von Miller? Be your J.J. Watt is huge for for any defense.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I there was a tweet that I saw earlier today uh, from Brandon Thorne. He's an offensive line analyst. He was talking about the 49ers defensive line mm-hmm. and you know how many different alignments they use with their with their with their front. You know they'll have Bosa and Ford on the edges with Buckner and Armstead on the inside. They'll have Ford and Buckner on the outside with Bosa and Armstead on the inside. That The versatility is something that I really look forward to having, and I think they've already got a lot of the pieces there. I mean, you look at Ioannidis, Payne, Allen, I mean, if you decide to keep Kerrigan in there, I mean, Anderson's shown some promise as a sub-rusher. You know, I think there's a lot of pieces there. I would like to add probably an additional tweener guy, you know, one of those 6'4", 280 guys in there Mm -hmm. with Young, but I think you add Young. It adds a whole new dynamic to that unit, like you said. And having that guy who can kind of pinch the pocket on the outside, make it easier on the interior lineman to have a straight path to the quarterback, that can be huge, you know. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't gotten a chance to watch his film, but I have, I have high expectations and everyone's been saying, oh, yeah, he's my top player. I'm, I'm willing to bet he's going to be my top overall player, so we'll see. Um, but you look at Kerrigan, he's, what, 30? He's going to turn 32 this offseason. You know, and you know, contract value not great. I don't think they cut him. I think they keep him. Yeah, he, he's a good veteran leader, good depth. But at the end of the day, you know, there's nothing wrong with preparing for the future a year early. You know, and young, yeah. young. You know, like Kerrigan's not gone per se, but <laughs> Young does not. A guy like Young does not come often. You need to get him if you have the opportunity to. Absolutely,
1: so. and one guy you didn't mention that we have here is Montez Sweat. That
0: oh yes that
1: athletic freak who's going to line up I, I guess with this fourth 3 I don't really know where everyone's going to kind of slide in here but he's going to be opposite side I can't imagine they're going to have Chase Young and Montez Sweat next to each other maybe they do and they just bully one side of the offensive line but that's another guy and like you said Ryan Kerrigan kind of contract value's bad getting older you know this is really his first year with health issues but you, as you get older the health kind of you don't get healthier as you get older so I think that, like you said, preparing for a year early with Chase Young coming in and kind of paving the way for Ryan Carey to go right off into the sunset it is smart and good, and that's what you got to do. And another thing, too, you mentioned San Francisco. Both of the Bosa brothers kind of came in and made a massive impact for their defenses, hmm. and it's being talked about Chase Young is better than both of them. So those two guys, I would take either one of those guys on my, on my defensive line and let them go eat, and if you're talking about bringing me a guy who's – better than those guys, that's it, hard to pass up.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we look at what's important now on defense in today's league. I mean, you can, you can really make an argument for either one being the most important, but the top two most important, uh, you know, departments in any order is the pass defense and then pass rush. So yeah. if you can add, if you can supplement that with a guy like Chase Young, I mean, without having to trade up, you take it. But in terms of trading, let's talk about trading down. So let me hit you with a hypothetical scenario, Nathan. So yeah. let's say you know Joe Burrow goes to Cincy. We all we all we all expect that. Number two, you're sitting there, you're about to pick Chase Young, you're about to turn down that card, and then you get a call from the Miami Dolphins, okay? And they they're getting whispers over there that the Lions aren't happy with Matthew Stafford getting injured all the time. Think he's aging. Think he's past his prime. You know, they're like, hey. We want to reset. We want to go. We go. We want to go in for Tua at number three, and the Dolphins are like, hey, we can't let that happen. We got to trade up to number two. Now, a lot of people are saying that the Dolphins are going to trade up to number three with the Lions, because admittedly, them picking Matthew Stafford or them getting rid of Matthew Stafford isn't really a likely scenario given how well he played before injury. But just a hypothetical hypothetical scenario, a team calls asking trade up with the Redskins at number two. What would it take for you to? you know, give up that freedom and potentially pass up Chase Young for, the,
1: it's, for those pills. It's funny that you picked that that scenario because that's the exact scenario I laid out in my head when kind of going through and playing I think what it's I wanted really, to talk
0: about this. It's really the only scenario that I can think of. Like, there's variations of it, but, you know, the Lions are really the deal breaker there at number three, so okay. that it's going to be interesting. I, I don't, personally, I don't see it happening, but you can't rule anything out with the draft.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, right, right at number six, Los Angeles charges there. And there's whispers that Philip Rivers is done and they want to move on from him. So maybe they hear that rambling and the, the Miami Dolphins say, ah, the Redskins are going to take chase. Young, we can move up and get with Detroit. Well, maybe Los Angeles Chargers come up. So that's all, you know, that aside, I think with Miami specifically, as you mentioned, I think it's going to take five and 18 as a starting point. I think that those two picks have to be included no matter what kind of deal you're talking about. Um, the simple swap is two to five. And then the added value is getting pick 18. I would also like to, I, I can't imagine they would give you five 18 in a second round pick this year, even though, you know, you kind of want to try to get it back into the second round this year. Cause again, it's a very deep class. So a lot of guys that probably go first round in other years are going to slip into that second round. And you know, Miami has a high second round pick. You would have a high second round pick had you not traded away to the Colts. So I think you kind of want to, Figure it out. Maybe pick up an extra third and try to package that and move up to the second. If there's a guy you like, but I think that five and eighteen have to be have to be the starting point because at five you can go ahead and say, okay, I might get the. Some people might be the second best. Some people might be the third best player in the draft. And uh, Okuda out of Ohio State, a guy who I actually would think, if there's anybody I'm taking over Chase Young, it's him because I look at him and see he's, he has the potential to be a top five elite shutdown corner in this league. And mm-hmm. as good as pass rush and all that is. It's a passing league, and if you could take away half the field, we saw it in the the national title game. Um, Stingley took half the field away from Trevor Lawrence all night, and that was kind of partially one of the big reasons that people are saying Trevor Lawrence struggled. So if you can get that at the NFL level, especially in a division that you have to assume the Eagles are going to go wide receiver, or at least bring a big name in in free agency. They haven't had true wide receiver help in a long time. Um, A lot of mocks and stuff i've seen it has the giants taking jerry judy so that's a guy who's going to kind of come in and be their newer version of odell beckham uh amari cooper you have to kind of just assume that the, the cowboys aren't going to let him go maybe they do but yeah. let's say they bring him back yeah that's that's three really good wide receiver two really good wide receivers and another first wide receiver that depend on where the eagles go that you have to worry about so i think that you know, at five you can get Okuda, and then you go down to 18, and you can still get another pass rusher. You can get an offensive lineman. You can kind of fill another hole. It's not going to be a Chase Young level player, but you know you're still going to get a very, very good prospect, a guy who could turn into maybe you get a pass rusher, a pass rusher, who turns into Ryan Kerrigan. Just a guy who's not, not All-Pro, not super, super flashy, but it's going to be a solid 10 to 14 sacks a year. Um, you get an offensive lineman. We don't know what's going to happen with Trent. Brandon Sheriff might be gone. You get a guy there to fill that slot and help these young running backs help Dwayne Haskins step right in the pocket. So th- that, for me, is the starting point. Uh, added on, you maybe want a player return or a later pick this year, or maybe a second round pick next year, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think you look at the Dolphins lineup. If if that were to happen, you got to get two of those first round picks, and you're like, all yeah. right, that's the starting point for sure. And you know, you look at this Redskins roster. To me, it's not like it's not like a. Decimated in terms of talent, but it, it, it has just enough holes to be uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like.
1: Exactly. It's
0: like we, we, we're kind of there, you know? Like, uh, kind of skeptical, not sure, you know? Like, you, you, there's definitely some talent there, but you definitely need more resources in the draft, especially without that second round pick. I would try and recoup that second, too, um, if I can, you know, with those first rounds. If not, you know, try and come up with a different combination, but. Um, recouping that second for me is big because that's where, that's where some of the first-round talents trickle back, trickle down into, you know, teams will reach. Like, you know, the Seahawks will have a Rashad Penny pick every once in a while. You know, that will yeah. push players down. So you got to be aware of that and that potential, and, um, especially in this class where you look at the wide receiver class, the offensive tackle class, the corner class, all really big needs for the Redskins that happen to be super deep. You know, so that's a that's that's the money that's the money round right there. I think yeah, you
1: know. definitely. Like, and and if Miami says, hey, we'll give you five, we'll give you twenty six. We can't do eighteen. Well, then you get that twenty six. And if no one's there, you love at twenty six, you can right there maybe move back and get that second round pick yeah. from somebody else who wants to come up and grab their Rashad Penny, grab their Lamar Jackson of a couple years ago, grab their uh, Montez Sweat as we did last year, kind of move. And you get their second round pick, and you pick up maybe a second or a third next year, and you kind of, kind of play with it there. You have options, but I definitely think two of Miami's first round picks, because assuming they're going to be the only team that really kind of comes up and would make this move to get uh, two attack of Iloa. So, two of those first round picks is definitely, I think that's anything. If, if, if that's not on the other line, kind of, kind of hanging up the phone and say, all right, we're going to go ahead and draft Chase Young. Go call uh, Detroit.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, Miami is the team that's talked about a lot there. But there's a, I feel like there's a lot of teams this year that have the potential to be enamored with those guys, you know, mm-hmm. like the Chargers, you said earlier with Phillip Rivers going away. Uh, the Panthers. We don't really know what they're going to do with Cam Newton. They could decide to keep him. They could move on. That's kind of you know with Matt Rule coming in. That's really a clean slate right there. So that's I mean, Joe Brady too. Yeah, you're, yeah, Joe Brady too. So maybe a lot of people have been speculating about Joe Burrow, but they they literally have to get the number one pick. I don't I don't see how yeah, they could possibly do they, that.
1: They have to give
0: it would have basically to be,
1: a Redskins to Rams thing, and yeah. probably have to include Cam Newton and another one of their. Uh, solid young players
0: yeah definitely that's yeah that's i, I don't see that happening in the slice but you never know you know if they're that desperate i don't i if you're if they're smart like you think they are they can make it work with someone else so we'll see but um there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft that could go in round one too i mean you look at burrow uh tyro by herbert eason uh love People have been saying Fromm, but that's really just name recognition. He really shouldn't be a first-round pick. He's more yeah. of like a mid-round guy. So, I mean, yeah, but- and I've
1: seen a lot of Jordan Love, second round. Um, Eason's a guy that I've seen late first. I I I love Easton. Uh I think he has potential to go up and be, and be a very solid pro. So maybe that's maybe someone kind of gets ants in the pants if they if he shows well in these these pre-draft workouts and interviews and all that. So there's there, yeah there's definitely an avenue for Teams to kind of want to come up and get their their guy, yeah. And I really don't. I don't think the phone should, you know, I don't think we should turn the phone on do not disturb if we're, if I'm the Redskins. But I think that we have, you know, a very high standard for what we're willing to take.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look at. I'm just curious. I'm curious about how far up the market can be driven with with this kind of top tier depth in the quarterback class. Like I like Love better than Eason, but I think. There's going to be a lot of teams, like those three guys, Herbert, Love, and Eason, the evaluations are going to be all over the place around the league. Like some guys are going to like Eason the best, some will like Herbert the best, but those guys are, I think, in terms of that Love, they're kind of a tier below Burrow and Tua. Like I'm not sure how many quarterbacks in this class teams are going to be willing to mortgage their future on, and so... I I'm, I'm just thinking how many teams are going to be willing to do that if if they know that they can get a guy like Herbert or Love later on and still have that upside. So we'll see what happens. Like we've said though, you know, I, in terms of the chance of the Redskins getting a trade offer that attractive to move down and pass up young, especially with have you seen what what they've been saying about young? I mean they they they've been kind of cl- paying, er, duh, they've been kind of playing it close to the chest, you know. Del Rio name dropped Chase Young in his interview yesterday. Mm -hmm. So you got to think they've already been watching some tape. And, you know, looking at Del Rio, the trend, you know, how he drafted Khalil Mack and then their defense was awesome. He drafted Von Miller in Denver. Julius Peppers. Yeah, Julius Peppers, too. It's like he needs his guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, last year, well, maybe not last year, but in in most years, you kind of get that second pick and you're kind of like, wow, this is great. We're going to be able to kind of get just all this draft capital for the future and have a chance to reset and rebuild. This is the best-case scenario. And this year, you kind of get the second overall pick, and it's like, well, you kind of got to take Chase Young, don't you? Like, all that potential for in any other year where, look at the Rams with RG3, they said, you know, we have the second overall pick, let's just set ourselves up. Granted, they, you know, didn't know what they were doing with those picks, but they had a ton of picks for the future. Because they had that that expendable number two overall pick this year, it's kind of like, well, we're getting Chase Young. It'd be nice to be able to move back, but this kind of is our guy. And like you said, you have to assume that within the building already, they're kind of like this. You know, barring some massive offer or some horrendous thing happening of Chase Young, this 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 is our guy. And kind of let's just focus on how we're ready to get back in the second round. What we're going to do in the third round.
0: Yeah, that's definitely what it feels like, and it's kind of. It kind of sucks. I mean, not sucks, but there's kind of a downside there where you, I'd I'd really love to recoup that second rounder or or get, or trade back and get more assets. But at the same time, passing up a guy like Chase Young, you know, you just don't see a guy with that comparable upside in this class. There are the mix of upside and, you know, he's got a high floor and a high ceiling. Some players have a low floor and a high ceiling. You know, with Young, I think there's at least an assurance that he's going to make a difference. And that's, that's yeah. a valuable thing. You don't get that very often. So it's kind of a, a balancing act for sure. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. It definitely, There's definitely a feel that Young is the pick, but the, I feel like there's also a few other avenues you could go. You can't really say that they're legitimate options with Young because he's such a, you know, it's he just kind of looms over everything. You know, like <clears> you, <throat> you say, oh, they might pick a corner. It's like, well, you know, no corner has the – pure impact that Young might have. I mean, you said, oh, they might trade back. But it's like, are they really going to pass it up? So there, there's an asterisk for everything. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we're almost out of time. Real quick, we got like a minute. Nathan, closing thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I just think that the Redskins, for as bad of the year as the years they had, uh, you know, winning th- three games, that's terrible. But it's kind of a blessing in disguise because we've got Bruce Allen out. We have this kind of massive culture change that seems to be going on in our building. We hopefully have our quarterback in the future. It sounds like they're ready to work with them and are excited about it. And we're about to get another local kid. I don't know what it is with the Redskins, these local guys over the past mm-hmm. few years, but we're getting another local kid who's coming in with the pedigree and the, the resume to be something very special the next level. So I think the Redskins are in a good spot. It's it's exciting. This is probably very optimistic for a 3-13 and team, but – It's kind of where you are in today's age, and at least you're bad, but you don't have to worry about getting your guy of the future under center because you have him in the building and kind of start building everything around him and, and really start moving forward.
0: Yeah, for sure. Having that piece there. Like we talk about Burrow, but I'm willing to bet come post draft time, Haskins will be the guy. So. We'll see what happens. Um, Unfortunately, we are out of time, so stay tuned for more podcasts. We don't really have a schedule. We're just kind of going with the flow, so we'll see what comes up next. I'm sure it'll surprise you. Uh, Thanks, as always, for listening. Peace out. Have a good night.